Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Self-love is not selfish. Self-love is being selfful. So always, always prioritize self-love. And you can do that by self-care. Of course, taking care of your body, your mind, your heart, and your soul. It's very important. And if you just focus on becoming 1% better every single day, and being kind to yourself, you know, reaching your goals, but with compassion, kindness, and patience and love, you'll live a very fulfilling life. So apply self-love. Self-love is not selfish. It's being selfful. You're listening to Project Loving Myself Podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal and this is the Project Loving Myself podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Hello, and welcome back to a new episode on Project Loving Myself. People say you don't go looking for purpose. Your purpose finds you. And yet I see so many different clients who are still looking for that elusive purpose in their life. Why do some people find their purpose and go on to make huge successes of themselves while others feel lost or stuck or uncertain? They don't know which way to go. Wouldn't it be easier if life had these huge signposts pointing all of us in the right direction? But perhaps these signposts are always there directing us forward, but we fail to see them. We miss them completely because we are too distracted or too busy engaging in, I might even say indulging in, what is not so important. Temptations, distractions, relationship stuff, expectations, obligations, our own feelings of worthiness. There are a lot of things that get in the way of living a life of true purpose. Could it be one of these blocks that separate those that do and those that do not? Success doesn't come easy. You have to struggle to learn. Life is hard. Money doesn't grow on trees. We have been programmed from a young age to believe that navigating life is not a bed of roses. There is more value in the struggle and meeting the challenge, they say. But I beg to differ. 
I had to spend many years of my life unlearning these negative programs and beliefs, only to find Theta Healing, which helped me rewire my mind for a more positive perspective that delivered me better life experiences. But we don't all find our saving grace. We don't all believe that it can get better. Change is scary and intimidating. And so we stay in our comfort zone because it's so much safer. But every now and then, an outlier comes along and proves us all wrong. That big dreams can come true. That effort and perseverance can truly pave the way. And it does not have to be a long, arduous and difficult a journey. It could actually be pretty fun. So this week, I bring you Alec Cuenca, motivational speaker, a huge content creator, an events host, and a colleague of mine as a podcaster with Podcast Network Asia, host of the Motivation and Mindset podcast, Small Talk, which is top two self-improvement podcasts in the Philippines, where you find small conversations with huge impact. Alec is that one exception to the rule. But what makes him so? Let's find out on this week's episode. Please join me in welcoming Alec Cuenca. Hi, Sanaya. Thank you so much for having me. And that is a mouthful. My heart is so full. Uh, I still get goosebumps every time someone intros me like that. But thank you so much for having me. And I'm so excited to be here in Project Loving Myself. Thank you so much, Sanaya. Thank you, Alec, of course, for coming on. Uh, we have, this is not yep. our first conversation together on a podcast. You've interviewed me before and you've come on my podcast as a part of a, a yeah. round table before. And from that episode, I told myself, you know, we would do a one-on-one -on -one episode, but somehow, you know, the timing didn't yeah. feel right. Like that desire of my heart to have that conversation with you didn't quite, you know, jump out at me until this mm -hmm. season. And I always believe, you know, there's a right timing for certain yeah. conversations. And so there must be something special in our conversation today that whoever is listening right now needs yeah. to hear. So thank you for coming on and thank you for um, giving yourself to today's episode. No, it is my pleasure. And uh, I just I just love how you you frame that because I think you just uh, you, you invited me three days ago and I was like, Oh, this is perfect because I'm looking at, you know, other people for me to guess on their show. And, um, it was just a seamless process. You know, we didn't really have to try. I was available. You were available. And so I think the universe played its part in, in <laughs> making this happen. So I'm really excited uh, on what we're going to be able to talk about today. Absolutely. So Alec, I'm going to jump right in right. to our conversation with a very big question. Why and how did you become a motivational speaker? I mean, this is not like, you know, a career of choice for anyone <laughs> who, you know, is starting out. It's not like, okay, I'm going to grow up and be a motivational speaker, but it is something you have dedicated yourself quite a bit to. So give me the lowdown. How did this come to be? Okay. So I think it really started when I was back in high school. Um, and you know, I think I was the type of person that didn't know what I wanted once I grew up. So there was this one time 
when I went to a conference. Um, it, it was an event at Letran, and uh, I saw Mr. Francis Kong speak, like one of uh, one of the great speakers here in the Philippines, and he gave uh, such a good talk. And so I was so inspired, I was so motivated, and I was so you know touched by the words that he said. And so I said, I want to be like that, right? I want to be like that who inspires people, who motivates people. And then after the talk, uh, I went back here in Alongapo where I was born and raised. And uh, life, um, you know, returned back to normal. There was no program for, um, in college about motivational speaking or trying to inspire other people, not in that direct sense. Uh, and so when I was choosing my program for my college application, you know, uh, I, I looked at all the different schools and I just went with it. I just went with the flow with it. So my mother actually saw an ad that says like, you can be an engineer in four years in Mapua. And, you know, my mother said, you, you should, you can become an engineer. And I was like, okay, I don't have any options anyway. So why not? So I went there, I studied engineering, but at, at the beginning of like the journey um, in that school, it was a kind of, it was kind of hard for me. I remember after my first term, um, you know, I tried, I tried my best, but then I was rewarded with two failing grades. I, I failed basic algebra and I failed basic trigonometry. And I saw the, these people around me, like they were passing, they were doing well. And so that was the moment when I just lost, um, you know, a complete, sense of self-belief. I didn't really know if I fitted there. So I just played through college at the back seat. I didn't really participate in a lot of events. I was just very passive when it came to my to my school. Alec, two things, okay? So the first thing is you talked about going to that talk mm -hmm. that inspired you. Yep. Right? So I see that as like an opportunity knocking at your door. Yeah. Right. A, a tiny one, mm -hmm. you know, because you kind of got excited and inspired. And so here was the universe being like, knock, knock, you know, <laughs> here's an opportunity. Definitely. And then of course there was no avenue. There was yeah. no option. It's not like, you know, anything came to follow up. Yeah. Though, you know, you enjoyed it. Yeah. You enjoyed and you were inspired. Right. And then you go to college. Yeah. But then you give up because you're not really, because that's what it was, right? When you take a backseat and you're not really participating, you're kind of like, you know, I'm never going to make it here. So I'm just going to kind of give up. Yeah. And a lot of people do that, right? They, they take a course, they go, you know, study something, or they even get into a relationship. And we're doing this all the time. We make these choices. Sometimes they're not our best choice, but we have no other options. So we make the choice. Yeah. And then we realize it's not for us. It's not working. We're not excelling. And then we kind of check out of the situation. Yeah. And that's the giving up. Yeah. Right? Uh, yes, so, I, I, I totally agree. Yeah. So that's where you were. Yeah. Did you know that you were already in the state of like, you, you were checked out. You were like not giving yourself. Um, so what happened when I saw Mr. Francis Kong speak, um, it planted that seed, just that seed inside my heart. No, I want to be this person. For the first time in my life, I had that vision. 
but then you know life happened reality happens and uh you know at least and on on my current state back then that i i don't have an option for that so i kind of checked out i kind of like you know what um just whatever happens happen i'll just let it be but i didn't really try i didn't even look at how can i you know try to be that person i just i just kind of gave up i just went with it um i didn't try uh, i didn't show up for myself back then and yeah. then it all changed when um after four years of my college life i experienced my first heartbreak and we talked about it in, in our in our last yes. episode in our round table and so when i experienced my heartbreak i was really down and um you know it was my rock bottom and then when i hit that reset button I began to ask questions that would help me become more aware of myself. Like, is this the re- uh, the path that I really wanted to take? Is this something that I know that I won't regret? You know, because now I can see my life in a perspective that, okay, I only get one shot at this, right? Mm. So I think a lot of people, when they experience their rock bottom, they also feel that way. That, but that- Alec, Alec, why? Why is it that most of us are okay when it comes to like career and like life purpose and like getting a job? You know, it doesn't affect us as much as a heartbreak does. You know, Mm -hmm. more people come to me for relationship issues, heartache, you know, being betrayed by the person they love. More people come to me for those reasons, finding your soulmate. Yeah. Then you know, where, where am I supposed to be, go in life? What am I supposed to do here? <laughs> you know, what is my purpose? Like that's something that seems to come in a little bit later. Yeah. So coming from that yourself, why was mm-hmm. the relationship the rock bottom and not the part where you were like failing and like, you know, yeah. I'm just not going to apply myself for the next four years. I think it comes from the pressure from the society that we need to, you know, prioritize our minds over our hearts. Right. And I think a lot of people deep inside their hearts, they know who they are. They know what they want. But again, we try to like, okay, heart, go back at the back seat. <laughs> Just, you know, take, take a, take a back seat and let the mind, um, drive you where you need to be based on what society tells us. And so for the longest time, I wasn't really listening to what would make me happy. I would, uh, I, I always listen to, okay. Um, society tells me just that I just need to get a diploma, get a job, and I'll probably live a good life. Right? That's that's something that our society tells us. And so, in that moment, I decided. Now, you know what? I'm going to listen to my heart. I don't care if people would look at me as this person who's vulnerable, who's emotional. I know that I just can't disregard what my heart wants me to do or what my gut tells me to do. So, and this was yeah. Alec when you had the heartbreak. Is yeah. that like the trigger? So when I'm su- suddenly like heartbroken, when I can't function anymore, when that part of me actually hurts, I'm going to start to learn to listen to it because I've been ignoring it for, for so long. Is that what we're kind of yeah. saying at this point? Yeah. I think that that was the moment when I really stopped thinking about things in us and just and I started being and feeling, feeling who, who yeah. am I? Yeah. And then, and all my decisions were grounded on that. Instead of just thinking, I began to feel and to be. Yeah. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And that's why we say, right, we we talk about our, you know, journey of evolution and, you know, personal growth is going from doing to being. And it's funny, I just wrote like a social media post about that. It's that's the journey of doing to being. And I guess what happened to you is college was like, this is what I need to do. This is the yeah. first step. This is the second step. This is the third. Step. I'm not, I'm not feeling any of this. I just have to do it and I have to get it over with. But when my heart broke and I suddenly started to listen and feel, then I couldn't be in that space of doing anymore because the being became like what, what kind of overwhelmed me and then sparked the curiosity to actually figure out who you are. Right. Yes, exactly. And that's, that's when it all started for me that I started asking questions and I started to, you know, explore things, try different things because it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird that in a sense, I felt like a child when my heart got broken. I, I felt like I was given this new life and I was, I was like a child. And so I said to myself, you know what? Be curious. Try things. Experiment with your life. I know that a lot of people don't don't want to agree with this. You're you're a fourth year college student. You should be looking at what companies you're going to apply to. But then, you know, I shifted to that point where I just allowed myself to be who I am, uh, and I was in that phase of just trying to figure things out, just trying to experiment, and I accepted that. And I think. When we learn to accept things for what they are, we can actually start seeing the miracles around us. When I stop thinking about the future or the past and I, uh, you know, I, I was able to manage my expectations and I was just in the present moment, being and feeling and just not just going with the flow, but being actively present with wh- wherever life takes me. So when I started that, that's when it opened up the hundreds of possibilities for me. Who guided you, Alec? Who inspired you? Who guided? Who told you that what you were doing is okay? Because you're like a fourth year college student, right? This is not yeah. what normal people do. So who told you and made you feel that what you were thinking was okay? Because society is not going to do that. And most people your age or around you were probably not going to agree with you. They're probably thinking you're pretty, you know, you're crazy or you're like, you know, something's wrong with you. So where'd you get the permission in your head to, to be in that space? So I, 
it started when I gave myself that permission, right? I think it all starts from that point. Now, when we give ourselves permission, that's when we start to uh, do these things or try these things. But at the same time, um, of course, I was still living uh, from my mother's money. And so I had this like mantra in my head that when I hit my rock bottom, I kind of made a list, like who are the people that are important to me? And so they are the only opinions that I would, I would listen to. And I had my mother and I had my brothers and I had, you know, one of my cousins. And so I, I said, okay, I'm going to ask them about this. And so I did. And then surprisingly, here's when, where I think a lot of young people get it so twisted. They think that society tells you to do one thing and then your parents imposes you to do the same thing. But you know what I realized? The people that really love you will be there for you at the end. And so when I asked for permission from my mother, Ma, I, uh, I want to shift. I want to, I want to, you know, try things. Can I, uh, can I do it? And basically she said, yes, um, whatever makes you happy, go for it. And I was so surprised because I, I kind of forced myself through college because I thought that my mother would disapprove if I shifted or if I <laughs> tried another thing. Right. But then again, I, I was so surprised that, you know what? the person that I really value also values my happiness and my peace and my joy. And so she gave me that permission. And from that point on, I was just out there and trying things out. You know, Alec, that's not the norm either. Yeah. You know, most people face a lot of resistance when they start focusing on themselves. You know, they start um, going perhaps to the beat of their own drum instead of fitting in with society or expectations of others. I mean, I've probably talked about it on, on some of my previous episodes where my father thought I went and, you know, joined a cult when I started to meditate, you know, I mean, my own father was like, what is wrong with my daughter? You know, why isn't she thinking about boys and like, you know, highlighting her hair and like partying like she used to, you know, she's, meditated, meditating. Oh my God. Like it was really a thing, you know? And, um, I've also, you know, worked with a lot of different students who echo the same kind of experiences or share those experiences where they faced a lot of resistance initially. Now I have my own theory about that. I, I believe that it is, um, determined by how we get motivated. So mm-hmm. I was the type of person that I would get motivated by conflict. Like if someone told me, you can't do this, I'd be like, want to bet? I'll prove yeah. you wrong, right? Or like if my dad said, you've joined a cult, you know, you're you're crazy. I'd be like, no, you're the one who's like, you know, whatever. I'm not going to use any, any negative language. But, you know, I'd be like, I'd turn around him and be like, no, you're wrong. I actually know what I'm doing. So I was that type of person who's very rebellious, And so for me, what pushed me forward was actually all the resistance. Like when nobody was there to support me, I was like, you know what? That's how I'm learning to trust myself. Because Mm -hmm. in the face of all this resistance, if I can still hold true to what I believe, if I still feel inspired and motivated to go forward, then what I believe in must be so right for me. Like it actually gave me a sense of, 
wow, I must be doing something right because nobody is supporting me. You know, it was like the yeah. other way around. Whereas yeah. with you, it's like you got the support of the person who you valued and respected more. And that gave you the confidence to want to move forward or to, or to feel safer to yeah. maybe explore. Yeah. So I, I also want to add on to that because I, I, I love how you mentioned that you kind of went with the resistance or tried to fight that resistance, use that resistance as a motivator. And so that also happened with me. Um, before I actually told my mother that I wanted to try these things out, that my whole family here, we have like a, a, a compound here and I'm living with my, all of my relatives. And they, they even branded me as the black sheep of the family. Um, because <laughs> I wasn't really doing well in my grades and grades for them is a really huge deal. So I was kind of hearing what they're talking about me. And then what I did with my mother, I didn't really ask for permission, but I did let her know, my, I really want to try this. And I was really, I was just surprised with how she reacted. But for me, that was also my kind of story. Like I saw these people try to resist me from trying things out, from really uh, trying to become a speaker or something like that. And I use that as my motivation. You know what? It's not that I'm going to prove you wrong, but I'm going to show you that I'm capable because I know that I am. And so I did that. And my mother surprisingly gave me the support that I needed, that I didn't really wish for or hope for, but uh, it's something that I needed. And so when my mother gave me that, I was so surprised and it was kind of an easy sailing from there because I know that the, the one person that I cared about supported me. And if I have one person who believes in me, that's enough. Right. And, and that's um, true, Alec, that's true. I would say for, for anyone that if you have one person that believes in you and sometimes that one person is only yourself. Yeah. In my case, that one person was only me, myself and I. So it's either yourself or it is someone else. And I think that is kind of the, the, the little magic uh, energy that helps yeah. us, you know, pursue something that might seem really scary or, you know, impossible in some yeah. way. In the intro, you mentioned like there, there are these signs, right? And I believe that my mother is kind of like my guardian angel because if she kind of resisted that, I would have probably thought about it twice, the decision that I was yeah. going to make. But, you know, she said yes. So I was like, oh, maybe you're, you're my guardian angel. Maybe this is the sign because at, at that time, I wasn't really sure about it. I knew I wanted it, but there's still so many risks. Uh, I'm not really sure what my plan is. But uh, I believe in science. Uh, I believe that there are signs everywhere. We just need to be open and to actually pay attention to them because there are signs everywhere. And if we disregard that, we're kind of going against the flow of life. So, And I think the biggest sign is when things go smoothly. You know, like, like how we said, I, I messaged you, you know, barely a few days ago and I'm like, Alec, can we do this? And you're like, yes, we can do this. And okay, when are you free? Oh, it works. And you know, it's just smooth. And so, you know, it's meant to happen. Yeah. And sometimes things are like, you know, you're pushing, 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 but they're not happening. Yeah. And that to me is like, okay, what's going on there? Let's figure this out. This is not something that seems to be working for you. Um, 
and sometimes it's your own block and sometimes it's a uh, it's an external block but in your case the signs were pointing you forward yeah and i uh, I, i have this kind of mindset that i need to choose the path that has the least resistance so if um like right now uh, there will always be resistance but somehow you know that this one has uh, a lesser resistance and this one this one the other one has more resistance so you kind of need to just go with something that is um i i won't say easy but it will have a sense of you will have that sense of peace once you choose that because you know that this is kind of uh, the least resistance in in all the choices like for example what we did you know this this meeting this recording it didn't have any much resistance so i was like okay but then i have other meetings that hey can you risk it hey can you okay so there's a lot of resistance let's get it next time i'm completely fine with that no worries it's just that i think this is not the perfect timing because i i love timing i i love how the universe works so um if it's really something of if there are really signs that are kind of pointing you maybe not this time okay then adjust find some other thing or find some other guess but yeah <laughs> I totally agree with you. Um, that path of least resistance is often the easiest way to get anywhere, the quickest way. But sometimes, Alec, do you find that we are the resistance in our path and sometimes our own fear, right, of success or our fear of failure or our fear of judgment, right? We have all these fears that can get in our way. And then when that happens, don't you find that people do make, you know, or they do get in the way of their own path of least resistance. And now it doesn't, it's not any, you know, it's not any longer a path of least resistance because you are the block, you know, you are that big giant rock yeah. and you can't move forward, you know? So sometimes I think, You know, I think if you're aware, then the path yeah. of least resistance is quite clear. But I think if you're coming from a point where there's a lot of fear, yeah, then there's no clear path. Yeah, you know, resistance or none. So, how would you approach that? Mm, I love that question. That is a very, very good question because as we're talking about the, the path uh, of least resistance. It's not like every day in my life is easy. You know, I have easy choices. There's always um, a clear path that I would take, but I feel like it really starts when I become more aware of what are the things that are holding me back. Where are these resistance coming from? Because there are external resistance and there are internal resistance, and the internal resistance are coming from your limiting beliefs, right? right. So these are the beliefs that hold you down, that try to anchor you and slow you down. So. If I notice um, uh, when it comes to the external resistance, it's much easier to look at. Okay, this has uh, the least resistance. This ha this one has more resistance. But when it comes to the internal ones, once you notice that it's really coming from a fear, it's really coming from something inside your head and your heart, then that requires a little uh, uh, another way of approaching it. So right. that is where the awareness really comes in very helpful because when you're aware of what is really holding your back and some most of the time it's really you versus yourself right uh i cannot stress yeah. how many times that i yeah, realize in, 
in the boxing ring, it's you <laughs> against yourself. Yeah. Most of the time. Most of the time. And so I think you got to be able to have that um, level of awareness to actually see which one has the least resistance because you won't be able to see which path has the least resistance if you're not really aware that you're the one who's who are holding you, you back because the li- limiting beliefs, they become your truth. They become your reality. And so right. until you get to the point that you can point out the limiting beliefs that you have, that you're the only one stopping it, I think you shouldn't uh, look at, okay, which one has the least resistance? You got to be looking inward first before looking outwards. Yeah, I, I completely hear you. In fact, the, um, the tagline for my well-being center, the third eye wellness is going inward, reflecting outward. Mm. So your statement is so appropriate. Uh, but tell me, Alec, now when you recognize that perhaps you are getting in your own way, mm-hmm. right? That it might be the resistance coming internally rather than externally. What would you do? How would you give me a very practical yep. um, steps of how would you deal with that situation so that you can remove that sort of internal, you know, resistance or that internal block or limiting beliefs and therefore be able to now identify the external path that's going to be easiest. Okay. So I, I start with looking at my language, whether it's in the journals that I'm writing or how I talk to other people or how I talk to myself. If something starts with, I can't, or I don't know, I'm not sure if there's kind of um, me not, if I know that I want to try the, this thing and there's something that is pulling me back, for sure, I know that there is a limiting belief. So what I need to do first is I need to point it out. I need to be aware of what that is. So I pay attention of how I talk, how I think about it, how I write about it. Writing is a, is a huge help for me. So I really write down all my thoughts. And then, you know, as you're writing, even though you don't know what to write, uh, you know, clarity comes along the way that, oh, okay, this is what I'm feeling. Oh, okay. This is why I don't want to try it. I'm scared. There's this fear. Um, I have this limiting belief about money, about relationships. As I continue to write, it becomes clear for me. And so once I am able to do that, I, I usually like make a list or like two columns. So I write down the limiting belief. And then on the other side, I write down the liberating belief. So, right. Okay. If I, uh, if I say that money is, um, money doesn't grow on trees, right? (laughs) Right. So that's the program that I, that I had before money doesn't grow on trees. And so the liberating belief or the opposite of that is, um, money can come easily, right? Money can come easily. And so what I would do is now I would focus on the liberating belief and try that because the only way that my mind would be programmed to, to go the other direction is to see that, you know, this actually works, right? So I need to try and prove that the liberating, the liberating belief is true. 
And so once I try it out, I still understand that I, I have this limiting belief and I learned to accept it. And now my third, um, my, the third thing that I'm going to do is I'm not going to hate myself for having that limiting belief. I would okay. basically thank it. Like, thank you for serving me. Thank you for, um, helping me grow to this point. That limiting belief. Thank you so much for, for being there, but I'm not going to need you moving forward. So I'm going to leave yeah. you here. I'm going to focus on this other belief. And so, um, after that, I just continue to prove that my limiting belief is, uh, is real and it's really helping me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's really interesting, you know, with beliefs, and I'm sure you, um, agree with this, that whatever belief we have been raised with or we have come to own as part of our, you know, group of belief systems, what we think is true about life, we tend to um, see people around us who seem to validate or prove to us that what we believe is actually true. So if you think money doesn't grow on trees and you'll probably be surrounded by people that yeah. are working really hard and not getting, you know, financially compensated or they're not getting rewarded. You're probably going to see family members or friends really struggling with abundance, money, finances. It's going to be all around you. That's what you'll see. And when you decide to let that belief go and choose a different belief, in your case, you know, that money can come easily, then If you truly are willing to let go of the old system of beliefs and adopt this new one, which can be tricky for a lot of people, but if you do choose to do that and you actively, you know, commit to it, you will start to see um, people around you where money does come easily. But to expedite it, to accelerate the process, what we could do is seek out people where money is actually very easily received by them, very easily, you know, made by them, attracted by them, you know, so seek out people who are really successful with money, you know, become friends with them. I mean, and I don't mean it in a negative way, like, you know, go find people and be like, can I be your friend? (laughs) No, I mean, you know, seek out those people, join communities and groups where the people who are part of that community kind of have those qualities and traits that you are seeking to establish in yourself, you know, and that's why joining classes and workshops and, you know, different kinds of um, communities that are working on personal growth and, and self-development, listening to podcasts, all of this is really all about um, taking your brain and your belief system to the level of what you could possibly learn, right? That's the journey of self-development. You know, you're pushing yourself to be in the energy and surrounded by people that now have this type of mindset that you want to create for yourself. I mean, it doesn't happen if you kind of sit there in the corner and just, you know, do not engage. It's not going to happen, right? You actually have to make the effort. You actually have to apply yourself. You actually have to read and study and learn and surround yourself with like people like you, Alec, right? Yeah. And to give people who are listening to this podcast a bit of context, I actually grew up with little to no money at all. It was a very, very financially grueling, um, childhood for me. But, you know, as I, as I 
opened a lot more opportunities for myself. I started to I started to learn about the different concepts. I, it started with me reading books, right? But then I started to apply it. And that's when the magic happens. As you said, when you start to engage, when you start to put yourself out there, that's when the magic of really changing the reality that you, you're living in, you're living at, it's, it just changes. It magically happens. And what I did basically is I, I, I won't say that I faked it till I made it, but I kind of believe that um, I kind of you know, re- reprogrammed myself every single day that I, if I want to really see that money comes easily, then I need to believe that every single day. And so in believing that, I also, um, you know, I, I, uh, I did a lot of things like I created a lot of content and then I, I was able to connect with a lot of people that approved of my new belief right now. And then I was so surprised that I was slowly adapting their methods, slowly adapting their ideas. And right now, you know, that's the belief that I'm living on. Right. You were soaking it in like a sponge until before you knew it, you became that new belief. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, so when, when that happened, I think I still get glimpses of, wow, I've changed so much. I mean, the world that I'm living in, it's so much different from, you know, my life four years ago, three years ago. And basically I just became a sponge. I love how you, you put that, uh, or you worded that as a sponge. So I didn't really have, okay, I'm going to be friends with this person, but in every person that I meet along the way, or, um, as I was trying to build myself, reading more books, trying more things out, experimenting with myself, pushing myself to the limits, surprisingly, I was attracting people who wanted to become friends. And so I didn't really push myself. Oh, let's be friends. Let's be friends. I kind of attracted them and I was learning from them like a sponge. And then I adapted their mindset because I was kind of um, helping them in some way when it comes to social media and all of those stuff. But they were helping me with the different beliefs that I had when it comes to money and relationships. So it was it was amazing. Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah. So it's like the, the universe always meets us halfway. I mean, I, I agree with you on that completely. You know, we don't have to figure it out all on our own. Um, but I do think, yeah, you know, that effort of, you know, reaching out to surround yourself by what you want to be, who you want to be, yeah. can really kind of help us get a leg up on um, the ladder that we are trying to climb. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I, I totally, totally with you on that. Now tell me, Alec, what today fuels you, motivates you and inspires you? You talked a lot about the people that, you know, you, you learned from those people where you got something from them. They got something from you today. Where are you? You know, what, where are you getting this inspiration and motivation? Okay, so there were times in my content creation creation career that I kind of wanted to, you know, stop. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, I just got burned out or something. But every single time that I kind of felt that I don't want to push through, don't want to, um, you know, maximize my day or try to do content creation, I always fall back to why it matters. And to whom it matters. And so every time that I get demotivated or I'm not inspired, I just look at my comment section. And if I can see one person 
like a real person saying, thank you. I know that I'm doing something right. And it just fills my heart with, oh, okay, my work matters. The thing that I am doing matters. And so for, you know, it, it's also helpful for if you're dealing with the burnout, talk to your, whether you're doing it for your family, talk to your family and see why your work matters, why your grind matters, why um, showing up matters to them. You know, how it impacts other people. And that just fuels me. And that just, uh, you know, add the fuel inside my heart to do more of these things. Right. And and I guess it doesn't really, it's not important in what way it matters to someone. Yeah. Because let's say what you're doing is earning a living for your family. Maybe your family doesn't understand what you're doing, or maybe it doesn't matter to them what you're doing. But the fact that it's giving them, you know, what they need to survive matters. So because not everybody will have the type of career or job that's going to make a difference in somebody's life, you know, the way you are are very blessed and lucky to be able to do so. But I, I think the question that you posed is so, so um, important to ask, you know, why does it matter and to whom does it matter? And so sometimes if it's, it's just, you know, supporting your family, that's a pretty good reason to stay, you know, inspired and motivated. Um, but, but I also think, you know, it should matter to you. Yeah. You know, it should matter to you too. Um, and some of us do things for ourselves and some of us do things for other people, but maybe having that balance, um, is, is definitely important. How do you keep that balance, Alec? Because you're constantly putting out to people, you know, you're constantly sharing, you're constantly um, doing the best that you can to impart something to somebody else. What about you? Yeah. So I I came across this, um, this concept by Tony Robbins. And he basically said that every human being have these set of needs. So uh, I'm not quite sure uh, of the words, but uh, if I can remember, it's growth. One of the number one is growth, love and relationships, certainty, uncertainty, um, significance, contribution, right? So it's um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, yeah, but um, on yeah. the more like spiritual <laughs> level. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So um, I, I base my values on that. So for me, right, I could say that one of the things that really matters to me is my growth. And the other one I could say is contribution or impact. And the other one is my family, my relationships. So if I say that, um, look at why it matters. Um, that's what I'm saying. It, it basically, it really comes from an intrinsic value, a value deep inside your heart. So for me, it's contrib or it's growth. Am I growing? I'm going to look at Okay, my number of followers is 500,000 before. Now it's 1 million and more. Yes, I'm growing. So it matters because I'm, I'm, de- uh, um, uh, I'm dealing with my growth. I'm helping my growth. Contribution. I could see many people come commenting and sharing and messaging. So yes, it matters. Not just to them because I'm contributing or making an impact to them. It matters to me because I value contribution. And the other one is my uh, relationships. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, 
I'm getting compensated by this financially and I can treat my family, I can support them. So it matters to them as well, but it matters to me uh, more because I value my relationships with my family. So when I said that, look at why it matters, you may think that uh, you can look at the other people, but at the same time, you got to be clear why it matters to you because that is what will fuel you and motivate you. Absolutely. So well said, Alec. I love that too. It was really, I think, uh, a great way to go through in your mind whether something you're doing is of value to you. You know, it's kind of like a little checklist. And I guess we can also use it as a way of filtering different opportunities that come to us and say, wait, Is this going to help me with my relationships? Is this going to help me with my own personal growth? Is this going to help me make a difference or impact? And if not, then I'm going to pass on this opportunity. Maybe I will go for something else. And so if you're very clear um, about what is important to you, then with that sense of clarity, you can make decisions that are better for you, you know, decisions that are more in an alignment with um, what's important to you in your life. Um, yeah. Now tell me, Alec, what about the ideas and the thoughts that inspire your content? Like, where do you get your content from? How do you kind of keep that content flowing and <laughs> pouring out of you like a waterfall that um, it is? So Give us something on that. Okay. I follow two principles when it comes to my ideas, when it comes to uh, regarding my content creation. First is I never talk about something that I never experienced because I want to make sure that I can defend this, that this is my truth. A lot of people, when they post content, a lot of people may bash them and they don't know how to respond because it's basically not their truth. But if it's your truth, And then you put it out there and a lot of people might comment uh, something negative or something like that. It won't matter because you know that that's your truth because you've experienced it, you lived it. And so it really matters to you. So that's my first principle. Um, and, And it's kind of a combination of my experiences and at the same time, the principles that I read from books. I believe that if you want to have more output, need to have more input. So, you know, mental block or the creative block, as people would say, I believe it's just a lack of inputs or a lack of, you know, resources that your brain needs to connect to. So if you want to have more output, you need to have more input. And so I combine my experiences with the principles that I read from books, the, the, the principles that I hear from the different podcasts that I listen to. So have more input. That's my first one. The second principle that I apply when it comes to the ideas, especially when it comes to my experience, is that I remind myself that I'm completely, uh, I'm completely capable of teaching something that I'm perfectly positioned to help someone that has the same problems that I had a year ago. Right. So I just, if I don't have anything that I would like to talk about now, I would look back at one year ago, three years ago, five years ago. What did I learn? What are the problems that I had and how we're able to solve them? And once I, uh, I, I get a good glimpse of that, now I can start looking at the books and, and the principles behind it, try to connect the dots and all of that. But you would never run out of ideas if you just look at your life, examine your life and treat it like, a big lesson, your 
treat your past as a school, as a big lesson. One big experiment yeah. and your life is the lab. <laughs> I love that. One big experiment Absolutely. and your life is the lab. So yeah, look at this, the past as a school and try to nitpick what you can share to other people. Yeah. So tell me, what are your favorite podcasts? Since you, me- you mm. mentioned that you do listen to quite a few, Alec, give us some of your favorites. So my favorite is I listen to Jay Shetty's On Purpose. Uh, the mm-hmm. other one is Mindset Mentor by Rob Dial. And the last mm-hmm. one, um, I, it's not really a podcast, but I would also like to recommend this. It's um, the Vibration Frequencies on Spotify. Like, I just love to listen to them. And just get, it, it gives me that sense of clarity. You know, okay, I can think. I can be with one of uh, one with myself. I can connect to my tr- with my uh, truest self. So uh, I love listening to like those meditation podcasts. I don't have one that my go-to, but I really love meditation podcasts. And um, yeah, those are my top three podcasts that I listen to. I like you forgot one. Um, Project Loving Myself. <laughs> yes, you have to say okay. that because you're on I, my podcast. <laughs> you didn't upload any pod uh, episode. You you kind of stopped. Um, I was so excited about the project loving myself no. because it was one of the fastest, oh, no, I, the fastest growing no, podcast. No, uploading. Oh, really? I, 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 no, I have been. Yes. No, no. I've been. I've been very regular about um, my podcasts, but it has to be your favorite because you're on my podcast. So <laughs> you have to tell me it's your favorite. favorite. It is my favorite, <laughs> um, and I'll listen to every episode that will come out. I'm just teasing <laughs> you, and of course. <laughs> Of course, yeah. um, I, I am, I'm just kidding around, but I, I do like the podcast you mentioned and I am also, yeah, I listen to those podcasts ever since, even though I, I didn't have my podcast before, but I was really listening to those types of podcasts now, um, already. And, um, they were really huge, uh, help in my personal development. I think most of, most of my yeah. topics really came from them <laughs> as well. So. How about now, Alec? Do you continue to do, like, what do you continue to do for your self-development? I mean, you are listening to the podcasts and the meditations. What else do you do? Uh, of course, reading. I do not, I did not stop reading ever since my last year in college where I spent most of my time in my library, uh, at my library reading personal development books, business books, psychology books. I was so addicted to them. So I keep on reading them. I was, I'm reading a book right now. Um, it's by Robin Sharma. It's the Everyday Hero Manifesto. I just make sure that I read something at the start of my day and before I sleep. So basically, I, I read a lot. And also, this is a recent discovery uh, that I learned. I've been joining masterminds. And for the people who are not aware, what a mastermind is, is like a group of people where you discuss certain topics. So if, for example, um, let's talk about healing. So every single one would have their own opinion, would be able to speak out. And you would be surprised how many different point of views you can actually learn. And so if you're able to find people who you feel like you're on the same wavelength, um, you vibe well, create a mastermind and talk about topics that you're really passionate about. And so I think my learning curve has definitely, uh, and my awareness, uh, the self-awareness that I have right now 
I could really say that it really benefited me when I joined these different masterminds. Wow, that's such a great idea. It's the first time I've heard of, you know, that being um, a, a suggestion to to actually further your self-awareness and personal growth, but it actually makes perfect sense. Um, you know, remember those days when we didn't have phones and well, actually, I don't know if you would remember, would Alec. Remember. <laughs> um, I don't know if it was in your time, but when we didn't have, you know, all these different distractions, we would have conversations with people, right? We would We would discuss things and we would spar with people. And when I started my own journey, and that was uh, more than 14 years ago, I would, you know, be having coffee with a bunch of people who are also starting that journey. And we would talk about things and get excited. And through conversation, you would pick up and learn a lot of things from people. And I do think that we've kind of lost that, you know, that human connection aspect has sort of gotten lost. And I guess this mastermind is essentially replicating that process of being able to learn from other people through conversation, through good, deep conversation. Yeah. I think there's um, a misconception about personal development that you need to do it alone. Most of the time it's a battle um, inside you, inside your mind. It's you versus you, but you don't need to go through it alone. You can get feedback from other people. You can get another perspective um, from other people and that will essentially help you with your growth. So I really suggest it, you know, go try it out. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I mean, that's why I started my well-being center um, in 2008 and then in Manila in 2010, 2012, because the idea was to create a community where everybody, you know, would find that support and that, you know, community to grow with. Um, And I think that now with online, it is so easy to actually be a part of so many different communities. And so, yeah, you're right. We don't have to do it alone, that we can kind of connect with people. Um, And it's the same, it's the same thing I was saying earlier with you that if we want to be a certain type of a person or we want to be inspired, then surround ourselves with people who are already there or people who are kind of on that journey with us. So we're actually echoing those very sentiments. Now, if there's anything you would change about your life, what would it be, Alec? Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) I think I, I don't have a clear specific thing that I would like to change, but I have a lot of things that I want to improve on. But in terms of changing, I, I don't have any particular thing to say because honestly, I'm just really happy where I am right now. Like I have so much peace. I have so much joy, but I know that I need to keep on improving. I need to learn more and expand myself more, connect with to more people. But in terms of changing, um, I'm still on that process. Of course, as you grow older, you still have tons of limiting beliefs that you need to change. So I could say right now, I still have 
my uh, I would like to change my mindset when it comes to money because even though I've unlocked it, I think there are still some um, residues of the, the the limiting beliefs that I had when it uh, that I have when it comes to money. Um, I've unlocked like some things of how to earn money. Now it's time to learn how to manage money and uh, you know make it uh, grow more. So I'm still on that path towards um, fixing that uh, that aspect of myself. When are you coming in for a session with me, Alec? <laughs> I'd love to. That's what we need to work on honor. next. Or it that's what we need to work on. You've yeah, you've never done a session with me. I think you should do a theta healing session with me. Uh, we I should work on your beliefs. beliefs. And then we'll do like a follow-up episode where we see where you are with like, <laughs> you know, with money. It, it would be our experiment. Yes. I, I, I love that. Um, yeah, let's get that up. I'd, I'd go to your, your clinic and <laughs> let's get a session. Well, I would love that. Yeah, I'm all online now. So we're, we're going to make oh, that okay. happen after this episode. Right. We'll, we'll come up with something. Uh, what would you say, Alec, is the secret to your success? Oof, I love that question. I would say that it's the constant wanting to be 1% better. The thing, the different thing about me um, compared to the other people that's been also, um, that's, that is on the same field. I feel like I'm so obsessed in just trying to better myself from yesterday. I know I'm a big fan of goals. I'm a big fan of planning things out, but it's just really not measuring my progress. It's just monitoring my progress. <laughs> so I just look at yesterday. Okay. I did this yesterday. I did, I did these things yesterday. How can I beat that? How can I, um, improve on those things? And so it's just that every day I just look at yesterday and how can I be better today? And then tomorrow I'm going to ask the same question. How can I be better, um, from, from yesterday? And it's all about the 1%. So for example, in the content that I create, I look at the video that I posted yesterday. How can I improve that 1%? Can I add a different font? Can I add a different color, um, a different type of music? Can I have do a better pacing? Can I improve my title? Can I improve my description, my caption? So even on, on the things like on content creation, I look at how can I improve myself or become 1% better? And then in my relationships, yeah. okay, this is what I did. How can I improve that? Do I need to spend one more hour? Um, listen more. Uh, so it's basically just doing an assessment of how I did yesterday with all of the different aspects of my life and try to become 1% one percent better today. And what happens is, um, which is really fun. <laughs> one day, every one day you'll be surprised how much you've grown. Like, the rewards from the 1%, 1% better after 99 days to become 99% better, 100% better, yeah. right? After 100 and, and days. Even more, because I believe like, so So this is the whole idea behind um, Atomic Habits. James yeah. Clear, his book, Atomic Habits, and he talks about how just adding up all the 1% will aggregate to more than the 99% after yeah. 99 days, right? Because it kind of like snowballs and how it takes, it might be slow progress in, in the beginning, but eventually it like suddenly just kind of all 
falls into place. And then yeah. you're, you look back and you're like, wow, how, how did that happen? You know, yeah. from that 1%, you made these giant leaps in your life. So I completely hear you. And, and I love that idea of the 1% better. To give people a proper uh, or an example of, of that one. I started content creation four years ago. Okay, four years ago, I started YouTube. I tried blogging, writing. I even had my newsletter. And then I tried podcasting and I tried TikTok. But in the four years of the content creation, I, I, I only saw results on the last six months. Four years, I've been trying things out. I've been, I keep on expanding, reading books, watching videos, learning more where I'm comfortable, trying a new platform like TikTok. Okay, I'll try this out. Go ahead. Live streaming. Okay, let's try that. I didn't see any results for three and a half years. But on the last six months, I was able to grow like a five um, from reaching a thousand, trying to just reach a thousand or 10,000. I was able to reach 300,000, 500,000. And that was so mind-blowing because now I get what James Clear is trying to say. That sometimes you may be working for three years and you don't think you're making any progress. But the fourth year, that's when, you're, that's when you'll see your growth. That's when all the rewards, all the hard work will pay off. So yeah. you just got to keep on improving yourself. Got to keep going and you just never stop. You'll get there. You know, just be patient keep going. And I think I, I can't remember the term he used, but there's like this point when all the small little like efforts aggregate and then like almost overnight, it like jumps to that next level of um, success that perhaps you were seeking the whole time. Um, so I, I love that idea too. Well, that brings us, um, Alec, to the end of today's episode. Um, may I request your Project Loving Myself mantra for all our listeners today? My Project Loving Myself mantra is self-love is not selfish. Self-love is being self-full. So always... Always prioritize self-love. And you can only and you can do that by self-care, of course, taking care of your body, your mind, your heart, and your soul. It's very important. And if you just focus on becoming one percent better every single day and being kind to yourself, you know, reaching your goals, but with compassion, kindness, and patience and love, you'll live a very fulfilling life. So Apply self-love. Self-love is not selfish. It's being selfful. Love it. Thank you, Alec, for all the wonderful things that you have shared um, from all the different um, ideas and concepts. I think uh, there's a lot. There's a lot to get out of today's episode. Uh, please do share, Alec, about your podcast. Where can people find your podcast? How can people follow you? Where can they get some of this great content that you put out? Okay. So if you want to listen to more of my content, go ahead and check out Small Talk on Spotify. Um, it's the country's top motivational podcast. So you learn a lot more concepts there. And if you want to watch my videos, uh, just go search on TikTok 
on Instagram, on YouTube as well. Just search for Alec Cuenca. And if you want to connect with me, go ahead and message me on Instagram. I... I reply as much as I can and I hope I could connect with you guys. And I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you so much, Sanaya. It's always a great time talking to you. People might think that I'm just sharing here, but I'm actually learning a lot from you. So thank you for sharing your wisdom as well. I'm, I'm learning a lot and this opportunity is, is something that I would never take for granted. So thank you. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for your time and your effort. And thank you for being you and allowing me to be me as well. Great conversations are so energizing and refreshing. Sometimes I forget the value of just good conversation. I'm one of those people who would go to a party and find that one person to talk to for most of the night in some kind of a deep conversation. That's me. And while the pandemic didn't give me much opportunity for that, I have this podcast and I have you to keep inspiring me forward. So talk to me. Let's keep our conversation going. DM me on at Sanaya Gurnimal and tag your stories with that Project Loving Myself podcast. Drop me a subscribe button. Take the Project Loving Myself journey with me. I leave you with today's quote, handpicked just for you. If you work hard enough, assert yourself and use your mind and imagination, you can shape the world to your desires. And that is by Malcolm Gladwell, author of The Outliers. Finding your purpose and creating success with it is a combination of effort, creativity and taking action. There is no other secret formula to success than these very simple things. Thank you for joining me this week on Project Loving Myself, brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and powered by Pod Machine. You are loved. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.